Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chelsea. Hello. Chelsea, what do you think? (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) No, don't say that. Everybody that's listening to this early in the morning on the way to work, they're like, also, I'm tired. (laughs) Well, it's 1.35 and I'm tired. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. There are some passages in here that I would consider are pretty well-known. This passage about Jesus sending out the disciples, and they're like casting out demons and... I think we didn't read this part, but at some point they come back after one of these verses and they're like, everything was great. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this passage about that has some interesting things in it, which where's the one that actually like talks about um, what they're going to experience because yeah, Matthew 10. So they are, they're casting out demons. They're going city to city to city and spreading the gospel. But Jesus is warning to them. I think it's something that we don't read often because it's like not the super encouraging part where he talks about sending them out as sheep among wolves. And he warns them that you're going to be handed over to courts. You'll be flogged with whips and synagogues. You'll stand before Kings and governors um, and have to defend yourself. Um, and all those things happen. Uh, so I was just saying before we started recording that I think it would have been worse if Jesus had left it at, you're going to go cast out demons and everything's going to be awesome. Um, and not giving them th- these expectations that actually did happen to them. So all these these men, these 12 apostles that carried on the mission or the Great Commission after Jesus ascended into heaven, all experienced crazy hardship, most of them martyred for their faith. Um, and yeah, I think if I think without Jesus' warning, that would have been cruel <laughs> to to not warn them of what was going to happen. Yeah. The, the, this whole missional passage is really interesting to me because it is like, it's a core passage. It gets thrown around church a lot. Like the, the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. Mm-hmm. Um, this is cut up a little bit. So that, that particular line is in Mark. Uh, and the focus on sending out the workers is more in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting when they're tied together in that Jesus has compassion on these crowds like sheep without a shepherd. I think that comes, is that in this passage or is that later? Uh, I don't think it's in this one. It's later on when he looks over Jerusalem, I think. Yeah, not yet. Um, but he he has compassion on the crowd, so he sends his disciples out. And there are a lot of things that you can ex- extrapolate from the story. Like he expects his followers to be able to carry on his mission. So this is like a very real world exercise for them. Also, he is aware of the fact that his followers will be able to cure sickness and heal people and cast out demons and make people walk, like all kinds of things, uh, raise people from the dead, actually, isn't there? So, and we we do get to see some of that happen. Probably a lot of that that did happen is not recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we can see here that the followers of Jesus are able to do miracles, not just Jesus himself. Um, And That's exciting. He also, he tells him, don't take anything, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, don't take any money. Don't take any, don't leave your suitcase here. Uh, just go all out for the kingdom. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Why, why do you think that why is? Why can't I pack for a trip, Ryan? <laughs> 
Why can't I pack for my mission trip to Mexico? Um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> one, one of the things, and it, it probably is like, it overwhelms my thinking lately, but I've been reading this Tozer book. And in the book, Tozer says that all of the people who heard Jesus, like the actual people who lived in Jesus' day that listened to him speak, they always believed that what he was saying was true. Hmm. Um, and his concern, Tozer's, is that too often we look at what Jesus says and we're like, well, he didn't really mean that. So like all the people that he says don't take anything, guess what? They don't take anything. (laughs) Uh, Because they have to rely on the generosity of the community. uh, But even more than that, they have to rely on the spirit of God. Yeah. And how much better off are we when we refuse to take comfort in anything but the kingdom of God? Right. Like, wow. Again, going through the whole Old Testament, we see that over and over again. So this is just an example of Jesus offering the same instructions that God offered his people. Like, hey, don't make alliances with other nations. Don't um, marry off your daughters to pagans. Like, rely on the goodness and graciousness of God. Um, So similarly, don't rely on any material resources that you might have. Rely on the goodness of God. Um, And they did. Spoiler alert, (laughs) we would actually be much better off if we didn't rely on anything but the kingdom of God. Is that terrifying? Of course it is. (laughs) Yes. Do we do it? No. (laughs) Right. That's why it's terrifying. But Jesus did expect his disciples, his followers, to do exactly that. Yeah. And when they go on mission, as he told them to, they return, like, very excited because what he said would happen, happened. Mm -hmm. It probably strengthened their faith quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, Another thing that I wanted to point out was uh, Jesus being amazed at the unbelief in Nazareth. So up until this point, we read, read about Jesus being amazed at people's belief and faith. Um, this time he's like amazed at how unbelieving they are. Yeah. Um, just, just to point out the similarity. Familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> so it's like, I know that guy. Actually, I knew him when he was a kid. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think most of us are not Jesus. Oh, actually, wait, correction. All of us are not Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. You can edit that out. Um, I won't. <laughs> but all of us are probably all of us are probably familiar with something like that to some degree, and it would be much more pronounced if you were walking around claiming to be the son of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People would be like, "No, you're not. You're yeah. son of Joseph. He lives down the street. You guys worked on my house last year." <laughs> um, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, so, listed among these siblings is not Jude who is later listed as a sibling in the book of Jude, a brother of Jesus Christ. Uh, do you know that? Is it a linguistic thing? Is it they just kind of <laughs> shortened the list of siblings he had? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or maybe, I, I don't know. Um, there's all kinds of different things. Maybe he was born later. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he changed his he name from Judas to Jude. Passed because, over. Yeah, Judas, that is a common thing, actually, Judas I think Jude. I have read that, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Curious. Anything else? Yeah, I think it it's something we want to pay attention to is Jesus says he didn't come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword. Oh yeah. Um, that. And that can be that can be pushed out a lot of different ways. That probably should strike you as kind of strange. That is typically not our Christmas or Easter message. <laughs> Prepare for the coming sword. <laughs> There's no songs about that. There's no Christmas songs. <laughs> um so how is it that Jesus can be the Prince of Peace and also the the bringer of the sword? It's 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 another example of where it's incredibly important to understand the fullness of Jesus' ministry so that you can make sense of what these individual individual comments are. Yeah. Um, I'm on the context here, so we're reading, and you'll be able to read the context if you're listening to the whole passage. But 
um, he's talking about uh, what's going to happen to his followers. Um, and so, again, if he left it at, and everyone's going to experience peace, that would be not true because we know from history and all sorts of things, the type of persecution that Christians and the church has received even up until today. Maybe we don't experience here in America, but we have people all over the world, fellow believers and brothers and sisters in Christ who are experiencing it. Um, and so I would imagine that reading this and saying, this is all Jesus knew this was going to happen from the very start would bring some comfort to people who are experiencing persecution, including these disciples who would experience persecution. Well, and also like ushering in the kingdom of God, it would be awesome if that was like a completely peaceful transition, but it's not because there will be ultimately people who reject the kingdom of God. And so there is tension and there is um, strife in saying, Hey, you can choose uh, the way of the gospel or you can choose a different way, but God's kingdom is coming and separation will happen. And so that's, that's, I think that's what this is. Like Jesus, obviously, if you, if you look at the fullness of his ministry, uh, there's a very clear time where Peter decides to use the sword. And maybe that's what Peter was thinking about. Okay, this is it. He's bringing the sword. <laughs> and Jesus is like, what are you doing? Knock it off. That is not what we're going to do. Um, so Jesus is not a violent person, um, except for when he's chasing tax collectors out of the temple, and then he's kind of violent. Uh, but that what he's saying here is more alluding to the fact that separation will happen and righteousness is important. And so... Yeah. And to be clear, the peace... Peace is available for us as believers. Like, he's not saying you won't have peace. Like, right. this is a different kind of peace that we're talking about. Um, we talked earlier before we started recording that this is not, this is more peace concerning like warfare and that kind this of is, stuff. This is peace that comes from um, right relationship with God. Mm. Like, he's, he's here for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. despite all the things that are happening, despite spiritual warfare, warfare or physical warfare that's happening, you can still have peace as a follower of Christ. It's just, this is a different kind of piece that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew 9, beginning in verse 27. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. When they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. So Jesus cast out the demon and then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. But the Pharisees said, he can cast out demons because he is empowered by the prince of demons. Mark 6, 1. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. Matthew 13 to 53. 
When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do such miracles? And they scoffed, He's just a carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Matthew 9.35 Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Mark 6.7 And he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their own journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God, and they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Matthew 10, 1. Jesus called his twelve disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the twelve disciples. First, Simon, also called Peter, then Andrew, Peter's brother, James, the son of Zebedee, John, James' brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Jesus sent out the twelve disciples with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your money belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes or sandals, or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve to be fed. Whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing." If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time, for it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. 
Students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse names. But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows, one copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive a righteous person because of their righteousness, you'll be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Luke 9, 1. One day Jesus called together his 12 apostles and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have been abandoned those people to their fate. So they began their circuit of villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.